0: Welcome everyone to the Anthony Touch Show, a weekly podcast of critiques and memes, music. Your voice got oddly like louder. It's suspenseful.
1: Did you? Your balls (laughs) drop. You going for puberty? I'm your host, Vincent, aka Nick Cave at night. I never watch Nick Cave at night. I only (laughs) watch Nick Cave in the morning. That's that's worse than my joke. Nick Cave morning cartoon. God damn it. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm joined
0: by my ever-tentacos, my best friend, my pal, my amigo, my Drew, Jonathan. AKA, but actually, I don't, I don't think he mm. may be any of those things because that joke was so bad.
1: Yeah, I lost all those titles. <laughs>
0: uh, A.K.A. John times one. I'm proud of that one. This is episode 112 of the Anthony and Todd Show, an episode we would like to call Everything Not Saved Will Be... ...put on a future episode of Storage Wars because you didn't pay for your fucking storage unit. You goddamn idiot. (laughs) Today we're going over the latest projects from Nick Cave and the Bad Scenes with Ghostine.
1: Uh, Ghostin? It's Ghostin? Is it Ghosting? I thought it was Ghostine. Who are they ghosting? (laughs) Nick Cave, you asshole. Stop ghosting. It's like a
0: saltine cracker, but it's haunted. Oh. Um, Falls with Part 2, Everything Not Saved Will Be Lost. John Times 2 with Out Here on the Fringes. And the Menzingers with Hello Exile. Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> uh before we start and get into any of these albums, if you wanna follow the Anthony tacho on social media, follow follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all at Anthony and Todd. You can support us, on Patreon, Patreon.com forward slash the Anthony and You can find us on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash the Anthony and Okay, are you ready to eat some bad seeds? We're gonna we got a really bad watermelon and it has has a ton of seeds in it. Yeah. and they're like this big so there's no watermelon it's yeah. just all seeds
1: <laughs> just imagine that you like buy a watermelon and you like cut through the green and just, like all you have is just a bunch of giant fucking seeds or even
0: worse it's just one giant
1: seed Oh, um, which would be worse a bunch of like large seeds one giant seed or it's just filled entirely with normal side seeds I think like the weirdest thing when you open it up and it's just like pumpkin seeds <laughs>
0: cause <when laughs> you open it's just a fucking pumpkin inside. At, the, at that point it's just like it, Why? Nothing makes sense. Someone uh, devised this elaborate prank just to, like... Fuck with you. Fuck this one person over. Yeah. Uh, Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds are an Australian rock band. Rock, rock fan? Rock band, I, I think. I'm
1: assuming they're probably rock fans, too. Yeah, they could be. I don't yeah. know. I feel like it'd be really weird if you, like, create a rock band you hated rock music. Well, MF Doom does hate hip-hop.
0: But he's also a villain. Yeah. So, so that's
1: probably just, like, his character. <laughs> Yeah,
0: One of the most praised... I punk- mean, the
1: uh, Sex Pistols hated rock and roll. They wanted to kill it. That was literally why they made the Sex Pistols.
0: One of the most praised... Uh, Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds are one of the most praised post-punk and alternative
1: rock acts that have 17 studio albums to their name over 30-year career. Look, alright. When you get on the residence level, fucking talk to me. They got <laughs> fucking 60-plus albums, alright? Get on the residence level if you want to brag about think, how many albums I,
0: I you I have. I think Bowie had like 50. Bowie had like 30. No, it's like that and like
1: I think it was like uh like soundtracks was like fifty or something oh, like okay. that. Oh well, okay we're include yeah. soundtracks. But like and then you've got fucking like Frank Zappa has like over a hundred. And then Buckethead <laughs> has like had like a
0: hundred in one year. Uh and then same thing with little B. Little B did like a similar thing. Where it's yeah. Like he had like a ton of mixtapes one year, he had like hundred mixtapes. Yeah. No, it was Viper. Little B had like a lot, but not like yeah. Viper level. Viper had
1: like well, Frank Zappa had, like, no mixtapes because he wasn't uh, uh, in hip-hop. But, like, he has stars like, over, between, like, his solo stuff and the, his soundtracks and the stuff he did with, like, Mother's of Invention, he has, like, over 100-some fucking albums. Yeah. <sighs>
0: this new album, ghosting is a final of the trilogy of albums that include Push the Sky Away in 2013 and Skeleton Tree in 2016. I've not ever listened to a Nick Cave
1: album before in my life. So I, this, is,
0: this is my first one.
1: I nick cave is one of those bands that like everybody like talks so much like high praise for them and like i like post-punk shit it's so, like every time i listened to them, i was just not that impressed so i never really like paid that much attention to him till he told me i had to review this album yeah and then i hate it because we
0: gotta do new things jonathan you're forcing me to do some new things later on yeah I'm but this not. isn't
1: new none of this is new This is the same shit that every fucking wannabe, like, beautiful artist makes. It's the same fucking, like, droney shit with a little bit of piano put on the top and overly ambiguous poetry. Ghost Team pushes more
0: heavy on elements of ambient and electronic music that were present on Skeleton Tree and pushes away their normal, alternative post-punk sound. Uh, This is a double album. The songs on the album are... the The first half of this, the first eight tracks are... Nick Havis coined this. The songs are songs on the first album are children the songs on the second album are their parents ghost teen is a migrating spirit and this is the first album written entirely after his 15 year old son died at 15 after
1: falling off a cliff did you have to say his 15 year old son died at 15 i think i just literally copied that from a genius article oh wow because i was lazy
0: Fair enough. Just that one part. I think I don't think I copied over anything else. Just that one part. Uh, so let me go over my opinion, and then Jonathan can rant for two hours. I'm not gonna rant that much. I only have a little bit to say, and it's just, I I here's the, I like this album. I don't think it's amazing. I don't think it really does anything entirely new. But I think it's well put together
1: yeah like and i'll admit it like it sounds there's nothing here that's like mixed badly nothing sounds bad it's all like technically good and it's also distinctive to this i think nick cave's voice is very distinctive to him not really even like because like i can see like i think it's distinctive in terms of like popularity but like the shit scott walker was doing towards the end of his career and he's going more experimental like it it's very reminiscent of this he pushes a lot of the same weird like vocalizations but he wasn't as popular at that point. And, like, this, there's songs over here, I can't remember what it's fucking called, but, like, he has this track off one of his albums that has, like, the same, like, drony, like, a little bit of piano, and he does the same vocal shit. Is it, do you think it's just because he's old? No, like, no. Scott Walker, like, knew, like, yes, he was older, that's why his voice sounded different. No, different I mean, different. like, the similarities between the two. No, because, like, Scott Walker, like having listened to his work, like He knows how to like push specific elements of his voice even into his age. And like that might attribute to a little bit of a similarity, but like it's very distinctive in terms of like how they're like singing and like the, the elements of it that they're using. Yeah. Uh, I think going over this, uh, this thing is
0: not it doesn't earn its length in the slightest Yeah, I think I, this thing would be thirty minutes and they I would get the same amount of information out of it. Yeah. But I don't. This is like one of the weird examples where I think this thing was actually pretty easy to sit through for me. I think it was actually pretty beautiful at times. Didn't maintain its its space. I think towards the last two tracks, it really fell a little bit. Little bit. But we get some more interesting narrative that I think kind of brings it out a little bit. Even though nothing on this is like super uh, thought provoking. I I do like the concept because like the first half of this album or the first side of this record feels like it's more of a poetic. A uh, imagination of heaven or like an afterlife, whereas the second half is more about Nick Cave and his mourning process, and focus is more about just, him and kind of the real world elements and how just life is
1: so tiny in comparison to everything else. Which is like, yeah, it's cool, and like that's probably the best. It's not part. like not it's the, nothing's new. Like, and that's the why I. Literally, when I listened to this album, the first time I texted you, I like, called this album, like, really pretentious. I don't... Which is the, a word I don't like to use because, A, it can be thrown back at me really easily. Which is why I don't like to use it because I don't want to throw that word out too much because of me. I like, we are pretentious fucks. Like, I know I'm a pretentious fuck, though. I own up to it. Because, like... I don't
0: but, like, think it's creating anything bigger than itself, really. But, like, I think it's talking about something bigger than itself. But
1: I don't think it's creating the atmosphere. But, like, like it's it has this whole, It's like, long, but I don't think it's, it's pretentious. It's not even, like, the length. It's just everything about it is like this. Grandiose. It's trying to create this grand sense of like worth, self worth. It's trying to overemphasize. Like it's trying to act like it has something really important to say in terms of like the sound and like the voice and like the overly like poetic poet poetry. Like it's way too like abstract and like almost try tryhardy poetry. I I think
0: it's just poetic. I don't think it's. Because it's, like, if it was Try Hard, I feel like it would actually have more elements that would be good. Or if it would have more consent where it would actually feel more important. Or, well, like, they would put more emphasis
1: on things, but it's pretty. But, like, it has the same usual, like, religious, like, references all over the place. And, like, it's all the things that you always see whenever someone tries to talk about grief. It's, like, it's the same shit, and it's not saying anything new, but it has this grand self-centered sense of self-importance.
0: Comparing this to, what was, what was the album reviewed? weeks ago, the new metal band—I can't remember the name—Corn. Korn, how that was also dealing with grief. I don't think this is that far. from <laughs> I don't think the lyricism on this is that amazing. I think it's yeah. just more consistent than. Well, that's just Corn fucking is like consistently. But bad. like, but like, also, it's it's not reinventing the wheel. I just think it's just decent i don't think the main thing about this lyricism i like that the theme actually isn't repulsive i think it's interesting i don't think it really holds this thing's way too big to really even matter to even collect a lot of lyricism there's some interesting
1: ideas that i'm like oh that's cool that's just like it ties into i'm just gonna google the definition pretentious so we're both on the same page it's
0: giving the impression like something more more important than yourself yeah. and i'm just, I'm just gonna google so we can both be like on the exact same page because sure. i I don't think it's really trying to be bigger than itself I think it's just really long
1: yeah. pretentious meaning <sighs> uh attempting to impress by affecting greater importance Talent culture seven is actually possessed which like it's it has this grandiose sense of like scale that's not earned nothing this is like deserved. then i I think if you if you say this
0: is pretentious I think you would also I, and I'm not saying I, I'm not saying Nick Cage has never in his life not been pretentious yeah. because I know Nick Cave from stories I've heard has also been a fucking troll. <laughs> so, yeah. like, I'm not saying Nick Cave in this, like, this, but like I'm, this album, I'm, I don't I'm, think it's pretentious because
1: it's, I think I don't think the lyrics are like on their own. It's the way the lyrics are being presented to us. Because like the lyrics have like they have good things to say about grief. I'm not like trying to downplay the lyrics or his grief or but they're presented in this, like, over-the-top, like, grandiose manner that we see, like, a thousand fucking times everywhere of, like, the same fucking drony like, synth shit. And then, like, piano over it. I've, I've heard that a thousand fucking times before. Nothing about that's new. And it's, this, it's the same go-to to, like, look how grand and beautiful the thing I have to say, is. That's what is pretentious about this album is, like, it's, it's way too self-important with its instrumentation. I just don't see it because like at least
0: not to say pretentious music can't be good. No, Father, it can't, Father so. John Misty's super pretentious, pure comedy, biggest pretentious. pretentious, Milo, uh, rap Ferreira, both students for, uh, rapper are just pretentious. Like he's just, he's just super pretentious, but it's interesting. Um, I, I don't mm-hmm. see this pretentious. I just see it as poetic and long. Uh, is it, interesting note is it trying to be more than itself i think it's just trying to create a grand sound and the sound's probably the biggest thing about it it's trying to play off some kind of big ideas but they really it's more just focusing on kind of these set pieces not really anything else or these locations but um going over this I have some really warm scents that are nice kind of overused towards the end but i still think they're really good i think they play out this ambient space really well i think they flatter nick cave's voice really well the big pianos are terrific I and I think uh, towards the end, I think on Hollywood these like different strummings of bass and guitar work really well. It's just a nice little teeny element that adds a little bit of difference to the final track. Uh I just think I I was able to sit through this. I think there's just so much space in this album. Some moments when we just get an instrumentation, I think it actually just works. Um I I think it's kind of the uh this is kind of uh the anomaly. Because I, th- I think a lot of albums that kind of do this format where it's really stretched out, if they don't have like a super amount of character to them, I don't think they work. And there's not a ton of character besides like the inflection that he's giving with his vocal performance. Because like, the lyrics is just poetic. It's not yeah. dictating a character. So I-, I think it's an anomaly of why I like this. I think the sound works really well. I think it just it seems decently put together. And at the end of the day, I think it fails in a few things. But I think for a lot of people, the the shining moments of this, the shining elements of this, are gonna outshine. I could see this being a huge album for a lot of people. Um, I do like the inflection of his voice a lot. Reminds me of a uh, Bowie on Black Star. Reminds me the end of Spending Shot reminds me a bit of Joey, Jamie Stewart. Yeah. Um and it also has that like haunting
1: aura which i think is really good like it's, it's, it, it has the same thing that, like most like aging like rock stars have there. But i think it fits with the set i have pieces. always like flaunted a more different vocal style yeah
0: um keep in mind those scores few futile means right now i'm feeling like seven on this it's like a five
1: like again like nothing on this is bad it's just it, it doesn't have much to it it goes nowhere and it's just overblown a little bit it's way over long. It's
0: an anomaly. I think this thing could have been 30 minutes, but I,
1: I think it lasted the hour and maintained my intention. It's not an anomaly to me. This is not the album. That's I'm, like, I'm just, I'm saying my opinion. Yeah, I know. I don't. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like, mine's like five. It's like, this is, yeah. it's not, it's not my anomaly. My uh, anomaly we're doing next week. Are we? Yeah. Do you know it's next week? Yeah, because you already told me it's next week. It's the one that you told me was supposed to be this week, but then we changed it. Oh, we're not doing that next week we're what? doing two weeks <laughs> damn it i actually like that album <laughs> two weeks we, got, album.
0: We, we have a lot we, we, we maybe change things but uh wow that was surely a foul
1: <laughs> it false. It <laughs> <is>. <laughs> uh,
0: time to go to the latest falls record part two everything not saved will be lost Fowls, rock band from Oxnard, signed to Warner Brothers Records. They released six studio albums to their date, and the band's current line consists of lead vocalist and lead guitarist Giannis, Phil Kniss, uh, drummer percussionist Jack Bevan, rhythm and guitarist Jimmy Smith, and keyboardist Edwin Congreve. They released a little album uh, called Everything Not Say Will Be Lost Part One that was hugely kind of acclaimed. Uh, I forget but here's the thing it wasn't really as acclaimed as much as it just a lot of people just kept on talking about it
1: like nobody was like this album's amazing it was just like people just kept talking about the album it
0: just never went away and it was like a huge deal when it was on like i kept on seeing ads for on spotify
1: everybody just kind of collectively forgot about it
0: here's the thing and like their kind of sound currently kind of rips off like so many other alternative acts like you got cage the elephant imagine dragons beck Everything, everything. There's so some everything Arctic from like Monkeys. Arctic Monkeys, huge
1: one. I- the Icaria like track on here like sounds like the type of like spacey shit that the nineteen seventy five was doing yeah. on their last album.
0: So they're just amalgamation of all of other sounds. But like I think while wow, everything saved will be lost, everything
1: not saved will be lost. Part one wasn't interesting. It's very. I- Here's here's my re- here's the thing that happened with me and that first album. A I forget everything about that album. I f- I all. forget majority. I forgot we reviewed it until you <laughs> told me we had to do this. One. <laughs> <laughs> I like I forgot the album existed. I forgot I had to listen to it repeatedly. I forgot I fucking because You're the it. weirdly
0: you're the one that brought it up for me in yeah. the first place. And then I just fucking <laughs> forgot we even reviewed it. <laughs> um the single xx has kind of grown on me a little bit. I think the rest of the album has just become very forgettable, even the yeah. moments I thought like I enjoyed, but I, I haven't returned the album, except I, for the single exits. I, I think it's kind of catchy and reminds me a little bit of everything. everything. Nothing.
1: Nothing about that. Nothing. nothing yeah. S- nothing sticks to my mind. I'll remember my thoughts on it when we first reviewed it. I thought about rewatching the review, but I was like, nah. The,
0: they just, amalgamation of so many sounds, and they could have, like, they're in the position where I feel like it wasn't, like, terrible by any means it was just yeah, mad. It was just, just
1: so like i not
0: i feel like notable. they're kind of setting themselves up for like an everything everything cage the elephant moment where at some point they could do something really good yeah. but like it's gonna be random because they have the backing the sound like the production yeah. behind it. it's really clean crisp it fits it, it's not completely generic yeah because it, it does have like a good soundscape it does have a lot of interesting grooves it's just kind of lackluster yeah um there isn't so much character behind the vocals or behind the production it's just like they can create good atmospheres but they can't really create anything super long-lasting it did have this dystopian kind of feel about escaping your problems and towards the end it actually became apocalyptic and this is kind of where this album falls off uh it's kind of post the last track of the last yeah. album. Where kind of the world just goes to shit. I wouldn't know. Like, I'll remember that's, last I remember I remember it from memory. I don't oh. remember anything yeah. about the song except for that. But like this album is essentially. Uh, like being set in a mind state. Where the world is essentially over. And now you just kind of keep on running. Yeah. And then it gets into some weird critiques. Like on the track Dreaming Of. Where it kind of critiques that's like a bad thing. Mm-hmm. But they keep on doing it anyway. So it's like a kind of you got to kind of find your weird piece in the world but it's like nothing that's explained too detailed it's just kind of like a little bit of an overwhelming theme yeah. um there's some cool like atmospheres in this album there's some nice guitar work i think the guitar works way more impressive on
1: this go but like i don't yeah, think it's anything I'm, like the runner and black bull is like nice and it's a nice punchy track
0: and then uh, akira I- Ikera, yeah. akira akira akira
1: uh has like
0: an old nice ambient moment yeah. big atmosphere it, i think there's cool moments i think this is a way better album than their last yeah. one i don't think it's anything still noteworthy no i think this one shows me that like at some point they could do something
1: really cool i think i remember like the way red desert transitioned into the runner for like i'll remember that and i'll remember black bull i don't think i'm gonna remember much of anything other than how like dreaming of is just a KGL. elephant report.
0: uh neptune the last track on this album tries to go for like a prog rock feel it's 10 minutes in the length did
1: they do it did they do that on the last time i don't
0: remember i feel like they do, did but that, again, i don't i don't remember. remember the album i just remember the themes of last yeah. track i don't remember uh neptune tries to go for a prog rock feel but it king uh king crimson king crimson king it's not um yeah it it nothing like the hooks on here are okay um nothing really sticks though um vocal performances on here are fine i like uh Giannis's vocals mm-hmm. I, I i don't think they're super memorable though i think well like moments like exit that Exits on the last album stick the moment Exits stuck out just because I think it was really catchy and he does have good vocal performances, but like nothing too memorable. Yeah. He's not super flashy, and that's okay for some artists because like the frontman Cage Elephant isn't that flashy. Nah, it's just sometimes it's just really high pitched. Some no, it's like sometimes it's just like his inflection yeah. just works. Yeah, um, and on here I think like it's bright, it's hazy, it has at least tries to come up with a theme, it tries to tie everything together. It yeah. feels like it's the conclusion of the last album but at the end of the day it it was recorded at the same time as the last album and it's oh. just it just turns out to be a collection of better tracks from the last
1: recording session yeah.
0: so i think they could move past this i think i'm in the same position of where i was last time where it's like there's potential here yeah but I like see
1: potential it, it's
0: just gonna be random yeah and like i could see them going through phases of where they just have terrible music maybe
1: maybe like, we missed it maybe as in one of their first four albums. it's like maybe I, that's where their melophobia I was.
0: I think yeah like I could we could go I can honestly see like them having melophobia I could also see them having social cues so like yeah it, it could be either way it could be really good or, or terrible <laughs> keep in mind all scores for you telling me this right now film like, like a five
1: yeah six five because I think it's in the middle. It's like I don't know. I think it's like it's yes, it's middle. It's pretty like forgettable, mediocre. But like nothing on here is like inherently bad. No, it's middle. It's not that, bad. That. <laughs> well, middle. That. I don't count five is, like middle. Five is like the beginning of bad to me. Six is the beginning of decent. It's like five. I don't know. Six doesn't matter. Scores. But, scores are meaningless and futile. futile. Yeah,
0: you need to remember that, Jonathan. <laughs> I say it every review for a reason. You know what I say every review for a reason?
1: What? Hello exile?
0: Yes. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. I didn't know what I was gonna say. I think
1: I was gonna be like, Hello Melzingers. <laughs> Help, the men-zingers. I know. You gotta you gotta zing them in. <laughs> 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 time
0: to go to the latest menzing the menzingers album hello exile the menzingers are a punk rock band from scranton pennsylvania that have been around since 2006 this is also a jonathan review he, he requested this one so yeah. my opinions are going to be heavily
1: uh important. critical
0: heavily important to a point where like i do not care <laughs> <laughs> these next two reviews are gotcha uh To date, they've released six studio albums. Bands consist of Greg Barnett on vocals and guitar, Tom May on also vocals and guitar, Eric Keen on bass, and Joe Godino on drums. They're Pennsylvania based, this time they're working uh, with a Pennsylvania based veteran producer, Will Yip, who's worked with the likes of Mr. Lauren Hill, The Frey, Panic at Disco, Touche Amori. So, some interesting acts. Yeah. So, like, he has some potential to his name. Yeah. Uh, this album, Hello Exiles, 12 songs, 45 minutes, and it's, uh, I hate to say this, step up, Blink-182, tunes nine. Yeah, <laughs> except for, um,
1: Portland, which is a, a Blink-182 ripoff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you, Menziner's, I don't know, it's weird calling them a punk band anymore, because this album's not a punk album. I think they're the same... Saying- same. There's uh, the reason
0: they're still a punk album act the same way. Off of their heads is still a punk act. Yeah, like
1: it's not really punk. Yeah, I, I think they're a step up from Off of Their Heads, and that they always have a lot more variation than Off of Their Heads i know minziners is yeah weird. but also i think this is worse eh, i don't i think it's i think it's pretty bad actually <laughs> minziners is like this weird band i've never considered them like a great punk band i've always they've had like tracks that i've enjoyed and liked what i've always found interest about minziners is that they're actually a punk band who like ages gracefully a little bit more than a lot of the other bands uh this one they seem fucking old like it's not like, like
0: the themes are like not because i think like their sounds fucking old or anything like that no like the themes of this there's
1: like they're they're old now. yeah and that's the that's the point yeah cuz like blink 182 has had this th- here's how punk bands age blink 182 has not aged in their heads they in have their, not yeah. aged yeah here's, here's, has here's never the aged. options <laughs> that you can age as a punk band you can blink 182 it which is you refuse to actually age <laughs> in their you- heads but you sound so fucking old and tired and worn out like as your performance you can bad brains yourself where you refuse to like even acknowledge that you made work past a certain point and you keep trying to play it until you're just too physically old and decrepit to play it anymore and you sound like trash and then you make 93 (laughs) punk. and then you can misfits yourself where you just keep going even though half your band doesn't even like isn't a part of band anymore and you're just a joke of a parody of yourself you can dead Kennedy yourself where you just disappear for a while then come back for money and you piss off the only member who's not a member of the band anymore who used to own the rights to your <laughs> music but then you sued him to get the rights for it and he just fucking pissed at you because you start playing your songs with fucking car commercials and he's just like, we were fucking anarchists. <laughs> or you can Menziner it. And how the Menziner's did it is their first albums are like filled with like a lot of youthful energy and youthful lyrics, the whole kind of like youthful punk hard living type of shit and then as their songs and their albums kept going like their tone started slowing down and not in a way where it's like oh where they are just like they're they're they slowed down because it's clear that like they're recognized like they're getting older they're getting more mature and their lives are starting to catch up with them and it culminated before this with the album after the party which has opens with like a track where it's discussing like where am i going to go now because my 20s are over and it's the ultimate recognition is like i'm not young anymore And punk is a youthful thing. And I'm in this weird crossroads where I'm not old enough yet to be a punk legend. Mm. But I'm not young enough to be a punk anymore. And it's just kind of like, and that's our last, like, real punk album. Because, like, it's the last one that has, like, a lot of punk sounds on it. It's not all punk. And it's just, and then they have this album, which is kind of the ultimate recognition that, like, I'm 30 years old now. And I, the yeah. life that I lived, caught up with me. They're thirty, but they're acting like they're forty. Yeah, and it's like, it's thirty is like that weird age nowadays, or like, it's the new middle aged, because nobody expects to live that long because you know climate change, but um, but yeah, you have like the fans where he's talking about how like the concept of death is like taking a hold of him, and like he's starting to recognize that people die, but like it's not in like drawn upon like it's not just like oh death this thing it's just like oh yeah like we buried my friend's mom and some of my friends have died and i'm coming back to my hometown because of funerals and it's like there's a road where like somebody i knew once died and it's just kind of the, just the recognition of, like, death is an actual thing that's going to happen one day.
0: Yeah. But there's also some ideas where, it's like, they're just getting too old for the shit. Yeah. Like, on sh- strain your memory. Will you have, will you get your shit together? Well, when that, that one's more married? of a relationship thing. Oh.
1: Yeah, because, like, that, like, and a lot of these things are, like, kind of dealing with how, like, the life that he like, lived. Like, like relationships, relationships and also, and like, him as a self because, Ooh. like, I can't stop drinking, which is kind of... It's kind of
0: one-dimensional view of alcoholism, which is kind of stupid. It says, "I know what you're thinking. Then I can't stop drinking," and it yeah. comes off very cheesy and kind of it's, confusing. Yeah, but
1: like one but, th- when it's put in context of like their older songs and even like high school friend, or like basically he's recognized that like they spent their life like on drugs and alcohol, and now it's getting old and it's no longer like fun. And that's actually like one of the things in the after party is like one of the lines is like. Um, it's kind of sucks now. Buying marijuana makes me feel like a criminal. Mm. Like he he doing the things he did as a kid no longer feel like cool and fun. It just it seems sad. Yeah. Uh, but I also don't think it's that original. No, it's not super original. Like the I sounds, just I just sounds not
0: great. By I any d- d- I of the don't think it's good. I do not think it's. Good I know you don't think it's because good. it's like let me go over the reasons. One, this sounds so generic. Like yeah. I gave we gave Fowls a little bit of a bad rap earlier, like a teeny bit, but this is like two steps down from that, yeah. where it's like. It, it, there's no unique ideas put into
1: any of the production. The vocals are so clean, to the point where it's it, just like he's always. I think that's he's always been like an actually like good vocalist, and that's his thing. It's like he's clean, but like it's not like he's clean because like he's too clean. It's clean just because he's actually like. A but good there's vocalist. like no
0: texture to his vocals. Yeah, and it's just they're just really uninteresting. The hooks on this are just very flat. Uh, there's some good ideas, but like none of it seems like it's very potent. Like, you can still feel like a rebel when you're late age, and I feel like there's ideas of, like, getting old for the shit, but there's also, like, there's not enough new ideas that doesn't make it seem cheesy at certain times. Like, besides, I think, uh, Last to Know, where it's, like, actual thinking about death, Yeah. like, there's nothing kind of potent enough to actually be warning it. Also, these hooks are... Pretty generic. Uh, it it just seems kinda like watered down pop punk, even though it's not really pop punk. No. It's not cheesy. Except enough. Portland. Yeah. Um I I just don't think there's enough standout qualities about this. And like this is not something I'm gonna listen to outside of this. Yeah. And I think for good reason. Because I yeah. just I just think there's nothing here. There's like the thing we discussed the most was the lyrical content and the overall theme, but once you yeah. take that away, there really isn't anything. Yeah, that was.
1: I was gonna get to that. Like, well, yes, their sound is like representative of like their slowing and their aging, which mm-hmm. has always been. It's been this like constant state, like slowing down. I think this was like two steps too far, too soon, because they went from like still kind of punk with um after the party, which again, none of their albums are like great. They they're not a great punk band. They will mm-hmm. never be a punk legend. So mm-hmm. I don't think that they're they talk about one day being yeah. And I think, like, the thing that's always been the standout about them is has always been, like, their lyrical, like, abilities. They've always been, like, one of the more, like, I guess poetic punk bands. Because mm. punk isn't known for being poetic yeah. at all. They've always been, like, one of the few bands that, like, can be poetic and a little punk at the same time. But, like, this is an album that, like, while it makes sense in terms of, like, their overarching, like, plot lines that they've been doing with themselves, it's not it's it's has the same pitfalls that all of their albums does like it's a pretty generic punk sound yeah and it when you strip away it's poetic like pluses for punk it's it's not left with much yeah which is unfortunate because like i think menziner's if they could have the instrumental backing to go with their poetic sound they could be great but they just don't which is the ultimate like pitfall like all of their albums have like pretty much the exact same ranking in my mind which is eh.
0: Uh, keep in mind those scores if you tell me nails right now phone am up. Like three. This is like an eh out of ten. <laughs>
1: uh, wow, that was a men zinger. I zined some men. <sighs> the men and men zingers to be but precise.
0: But did you know there's an alternate timeline where there's you with an H times two? That's this timeline. Because <laughs> we're reviewing John times two. Uh, time to li- review the latest John Times Two record out here on the fringes. John's Times Two is a London rock slash nose punk duo consisting of drummer vocalist John Newton and guitarist John Healy. Hence their name, John Times Two, because there's two Johns. Uh, I, there's literally it's, no information about these guys. It's like Daniels, yeah. the directors. Yeah, but uh, they come There's yeah. literally no information about these guys. Yeah, I know. Like, there's. I like. I tried to be like smart researcher for once. Uh, not look like crippling dumbhouse, but there's like, there's the biggest like piece of information besides that they're both John's, which I had to dig for and Find like one article where it
1: mentioned both their names. Uh, Did you just not do the Spotify like artist bio? It doesn't have both their names. Oh yeah. But it says that they're both named John. Yeah. Like, no, I got that, but I wanted yeah. to know like
0: what their actual names yeah. were. Um, and also like it, I didn't know which was which, mm-hmm. like which, yeah. Uh, like which John mm-hmm. was drummer and like yeah. which whether the vocalist was the drummer. The yeah, I knew the the vocalist and the drummer were the same person. Yeah. Either. Um. But I couldn't find a lot of information. But so, uh, other crucial pieces of detail is that they are kind of in the same sing- similar class of like idols and Dude. uh what's the other one? The one we did a review of a couple months ago. I can't think of their name. Which one? Bad Not Brad Breeding. Um. We've done a Heavy Lungs. We've done a USA Nails. Not- USA Nails. Yeah. No. Like they've done shows with them before. That was yeah. the biggest piece of info I can get out. But, like there wasn't any. There's so little about this band. Yeah. Like I wanted to know why. This is a Jonathan pick. I wanted to know why Jonathan
1: made me do this. So like, if you can explain, so I don't have to sit here like a crippling dumbass. Okay. So I picked John Times Two because I am a fan of John Times Two. I've been a fan <laughs> of this band pretty much for like as long as they've been around. Um, I. Enjoyed their sound the only issue i've always had with this band is that like their sound gets pretty one note for a lot of their songs they're not great to like listen to like a full album of they're great to throw into like a mix like a pot a playlist but like i i understand that you like them
0: but like what who is there any other information no i can't find
1: anything about but like is there anything like culturally you can explain why they're important oh yeah i I can do that yeah um john So John Times, just some information would be nice. <laughs> Jaw Times too. We we did the um, essential punk tracks. I kind of like explained it. Like they're kind of the representation of like the modern interpretation of like old garage punk, like six, like early like garage rock pro punk, and then, like the kind of how garage punk was during like the seventies and eighties. It's kind of taking that mentality and that like sound and that like punchiness and just kind of interpreting it into modern standards. And even like the modern like garage rock set where it's just two people yeah it's just kind of taking that element and then pushing the punk elements and the noise element a lot further i think the most like direct comparison in terms of like garage punk with two people would be slaves who reviewed like their normal sounds not the sound they did in that ep which is all over the place but like, oh, their yeah. normal sound I completely forgot about that. <laughs> and i like that yeah <laughs> but their normal sound is like basically what their normal sound literally is like hey what if the black keys were a punk band that's literally fucking slaves? like blues rock punk yeah yeah um, John Times 2 is much more like what if like the Black Keys are actually a garage band and yeah. actually made music that sounded like a garage band would make and so they've always just had this like super punchy, super like in like raw, especially with the vocal sound um, they've always, however like despite, despite how like lo-fi everything sounds, there's just like mechanicalness to like their unity and like how like uniform or like plain and how like synced up they are, mm-hmm. it's like ridiculously like not like it sounds like i say mechanical like not a bad way but like in terms of like it just it sounds like machine driven
0: a mechanical on a scale to not mechanical
1: at all to the home depot theme <laughs> it's a home depot <laughs> yeah and it's so um i was a big fan of godspeed in the national limit I, I don't think it's a great like listen to on its own i think it's just it's got a lot of great tracks to throw into a punk playlist um I was Is hoping- it related to godspeed you black emperor no. <laughs> um <laughs> and so I was kind of excited for their next album when it was going to come out. Um I didn't because this band is so fucking hard to find anything about. I had no idea when this album was going to come out until it showed up on my Spotify new releases for it. I was yeah. like, "Fuck, yes." And I was in Florida, so I messaged Vincent and told him we had to review yeah. it. Yeah. Um
0: let me go over this. I don't this is like not only is there not a lot of information, but there's not a lot to say. Um I, I think they get a lot of sound out of two people. Yeah. It's very impressive. I think this would be a really good live performance. Oh,
1: that's that, I've heard that's what they're best. I wish they I'd, would come here so we could. I like I think it's a
0: good live performance. The mixing of their vocals are completely unimportant. Like yeah. they just like uh, Bad Breeding had a similar thing, but like that had like such a richer atmosphere. Yeah, and like it was just completely like big and depressing and loud. Mm-hmm. This is uh think about big sound. Um, uh, what's his name? John Newton sounds like yeah. Joe Tablet, like, a lot, but yeah. just, like, Joe Tablet. A lot grimier. To, like, no, like, deep-throating a yeah. mic. Because, <laughs> 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 like, I just can't understand it. He's just buried, like, the vocals in the mix are just completely unappointed. Like, yeah, I get... I, no- I can
1: hear it pretty... I... I Maybe it's how you've listened to it. Like, I heard it fine. I could understand him fine. I couldn't. uh I, it, for my, For me, the mix was very buried. I was fine. Like, everywhere. Like, I like
0: heard that. vocals, but I could not... Dictate. i listen to
1: it off of my phone i, I listen to, to it through it. headphones so, so i listen to it through headphones i listen to it without headphones i listen to it off my laptop with really good speakers i listened to it off in my car every time i listen to it i was able to understand the vocals just I fine i i maybe, maybe so. you just don't understand british <laughs> i was able to understand
0: the full slow tie album actually
1: <laughs> that's impressive <laughs> um yeah, no, I I really like this album. I think yes, it's kind of still has a lot of the same issues that I have said, where like they kind of hit the same notes a lot, where it's just it's loud and bombastic. But I think they hit a lot more newer like elements to it. Like High Digger had this weird like surf rock bit, where like they started like doing like the clapping, and, like there's like a distinctive like surf rock guitar element to it, which was new to them, and I thought that was like well incorporated. All these songs, like while yes they have the same like bombastic like impression and they have the same like ultimate like Impact and feel. They do a lot of different things with their actual sounds and the way they like construct their songs. And
0: this wasn't a hard listen because it's like twenty six months Yeah, and it's like I don't think it's like terrible. I just don't think there's anything here. Uh-oh. I like. I think there's like a sound, but like I don't think there's anything for me here. That like I don't. <laughs> I don't think that there's literally anything here for me. Like, cause I can't my m- me listening to this album. I didn't understand the mix. So like I didn't get any lyrical content stuff. So that, that's already section off. I get the sound. I think they get a lot of the sound. I think it's very it works for them. But like there's nothing here for me. I don't think it's bad. I think it's oppressive, but I don't think it's anything special.
1: And you're just a sad little <laughs> man. <laughs> <laughs> I think no, I think they have a they have a sound that's like which especially in like British punk right now. A lot of it is so, like, homogenous and just the same. So much British punk sounds the fucking same right now. They've managed to create a sound that's very distinct and very uniquely them. Is that it? What? No, is that it? What? Is that what you guys say? At this exact moment. This is a great album. Fuck you. Okay, <laughs> I was waiting for you to, like, get to a point where I could, like, cut off and yeah, do, Yeah, but, like, like, no, they made a... They have a the sound that's like distinct the with them, and it's not like distinct because it's bad. It's distinct because it's like it's big, it's bombastic, it's good. Is it Mr. Boombastic? No. <laughs> it, it won't win the Biggie Cheese challenge. I don't want to have to explain that bit, so don't bring it up. Too bad. I just did. So,
0: Trevor, other co host, has a, a challenge he does every year where he forces people to listen to Mr. Boombastic and see if they can eat a pound of cheese in that time period. And the reigning champ is the only person who does it who has lactose intolerance bring that up, actually, I love bringing it up. Yeah. I was like, I just, I think it's, it's just like, I just want to get this over with. Human all scores for you telling me this right now. I'm feeling like, a I I was gonna give this a non-applicable because I don't have opinion on it, but like, I, it's five. I don't think that's, I don't think it's bad. I just don't think there's. It's like a seven and a half to eight to me. I don't think. I think that's different opinion. Suck. Um, but yeah, that's it. Every
1: album you love is garbage.
0: <laughs> I think we like actually a lot of albums. We do. We, we like <laughs> a lot of the same music. This is like one of the times we just, dis- this week was like one of the times we disagreed. This
1: is, this had the most disagreement I think of any like review week. I think the only one we agreed on was false. Cause it was just like. It was whatever. Yeah. you Like we both kind of agreed on I Menziner's was just whatever, but like your hatred of it was a lot stronger than mine. Mine was just eh. And then like you've thought Nick Cave was decent. I thought it was just whatever. And then you thought this was whatever. Because he had the good. bad seeds with them. Look, <laughs> I those seeds were seeds bad. Seeds <laughs> you know how long <laughs> I've kept those fucking sunflower seeds in my car? Of course they've gone bad.
0: I don't like your jokes
1: anymore. Keep Too with, bad. I'm gonna keep making them. Those jokes do, are gonna get worse. I
0: was gonna do keep in mind that all scores futile and meaningless, but uh, They
1: already gave our scores. My
0: score of you as a person is futile and meaningless, but you're about like a negative seven. <laughs> well my
1: score of you is uh you're you're a logic human being. <laughs> that? You're you're the same score as logic is as a human being.
0: I can live with that. I can live with my uh what is it? My uh your supermarket my, white, per- oh. my white privilege. I can live with that.
1: But he's biracial.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. I, have you seen... Your old Drew, his Twitter is one of the greatest things in the world. Because he constantly just throws shade at Logic. Good, But then he deletes his tweets because he goes like, like... I remember one time he told like Logic, like... He was, he was like making fun of the 1-800 track. And he was like, yeah, you're the- gonna... <laughs> you're gonna like jump off a bridge, or something. it was like something really bad and he keeps on deleting his logic tweets cause he just like he goes too hard he's just like it's just like it's not good luck for
1: him of course
0: but they're hilarious each time they're just like Sometimes they're just like, yeah, maybe you shouldn't tweet that. Maybe you should be off Twitter for a little <laughs> bit. Just calm down. But like, I remember every back. time I would try to share a tweet with Trevor, any one of his logic tweets, like he'll delete it. And like Trevor's like, what did he tweet? And I have to like explain it. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> That's it for this week's episode of the Anthony and Todd show. If you want to follow us on social media, you can find us at Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, all at Anthony and Todd. You can find us at uh, YouTube.com forward slash Anthony and Todd You can find us at Patreon.com forward slash Anthony and Todd if you want to support us monetarily. Uh, if you want to find us on podcast service, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, Spotify, you, by searching The
1: Anthony and Todd Show. Till next time, guys, I am Vincent. I'm um, John. Times one. The only John. And uh, see you, boyos. The only John in all of existence. No, I, I think that's wrong. Goodbye, boyos.